Halcyon Tower is currently in a state of emergency. Every resident is asked to immediately cease all non-critical job functions and to listen carefully to the following instructions. I will attempt to explain the situation quickly due to the dire risk posed by this emergency. However, I must stress there is no reason to panic. No specific point in Halcyon Tower is statistically safer than any other point. This should underscore how fruitless it would be to trample your co-workers to the floor in an attempt to flee your current environment. You are being asked to stay completely still until directed otherwise. While Halcyon Security assesses the circumstances and determines how best to contain the situation, please refer to your datapad for an architectural schematic displaying the correct number of doors in your area and their exact locations. If you notice any extraneous doors, please notify security immediately. Until this emergency situation has ended, you are forbidden from passing through any doorway for any reason. Please begin a thorough door accounting process now, and I will attempt to elucidate the situation. Though, again, I am attempting to explain the situation with some degree of brevity, I have decided that it is important for you to have the adequate background knowledge of the risk in order to help Airlift Dynamics respond to this crisis. In moments of extreme danger, I am allowed to circumvent security clearances when it is deemed in the best interest of Aerolith Dynamics. And I deem this danger to be sufficiently extreme. As such, I will describe in brief the otherwise classified research program that put us into this current predicament. This temporary change in procedure does not declassify this information. So, do not discuss the details of this research program with anyone under penalty of ritualistic dismemberment. Several years ago, scientists from the Theoretical Structures Lab here on Floor 48 in Halcyon Tower were working on improving certain features of Aerolith's traditional architectural design. Specifically, they were tasked with creating automatic doors that opened as quickly and efficiently as possible. Early designs were functional, but hardly ideal. The limitations of the problem were difficult to overcome. Most sensor array-based systems created a significant percentage of false positives. The doors were opening for residents simply walking down the hallway. Residents with no intention of opening the door. The team tried training residents to approach doors with their left hand raised to signal an intent to enter. But this was problematic for residents carrying heavy items. The team attempted to build 
facial recognition sensors into the array and judge resident intent based on a 45-point expression recognition engine. But consider, a resident approaches a door with his eyes drawn wide, mouth agape, a visage of unmasked terror. Does he see something on his side of the door or on the other? The engine misjudged the scenario 46 out of 71 occurrences. Eventually, the project was shelved for over a year and a half, until a secondary project achieved a breakthrough that seemingly provided a whole new world of opportunities in door efficiency. Our Applied Probabilistics Lab developed Sooth, which, as many of you know, achieved a limited breakthrough in quantifying alternate possible realities to within a few seconds. Aerolith Dynamics has integrated technology derived from Sooth into almost every aspect of your lives, and the Theoretical Structures Lab was no different. By incorporating Sooth-based technology into the sensor arrays, scientists were able to derive door-opening intent by simply identifying all realities in which the doors were not automatic, and analyzing which percentage of these doors were in the open state three seconds in the future. In layman's terms, the doors predicted the future to determine if they should be open, and they got it right every time. This was beyond question the most remarkable breakthrough in door technology in recorded history, but as it turned out, it was not without drawbacks. Eventually, as is common in situations involving chance and astronomical iterations, some quirks began to appear. Doors managed to continue to function appropriately. But during a thorough audit of the backlog reports, our data analysis team determined that the set of alternate reality doors quantified in the reports outnumbered the set of alternate realities themselves. In layman's terms, again, more versions of these doors existed than should be possible. As this relatively minor quirk was not negatively impacting door performance, it was noted in an appendix in the reports and subsequently disregarded. The project was implemented full-scale throughout Halcyon Tower, and all Tier 1 security doors were replaced with these new, sturdy door wall traversal units. It was several months before any real issues arose. Then, suddenly, a new door was noticed. In a wall adjoining two previously unconnected conference rooms in the Theoretical Structures Lab, a new sturdy door had appeared. There was no record of its installation, and employees using one of the rooms were certain it was not there at the beginning of their meeting. Somehow, amid a admittedly engrossing lecture on quantum buttresses, a new means of egress willed itself into existence without the audience noticing.
The theoretical structures department took great care in studying the peculiar details of this doorway. To discuss, in brief, the qualities of this doorway, I will need to refer to two distinct locations. Room A is a small conference room in the theoretical structures lab. It is here that the new doorway was first noticed. When opened, it appeared to lead directly into room B, the adjacent conference room, from a Euclidean standpoint. Neither of these rooms were previously remarkable, though room B did display a particularly lovely watercolor painting of the sun setting over Typhon, provided by resident Mayflower in the receiving department. If a stealth self-installing door was not curious enough, the doorway did not appear to be present to observers within room B. Living beings in room B were likewise not observable through the doorway from room A. I am certain you can imagine the excitement the theoretical structures department were feeling during this time. Brimming with adrenaline and intoxicated by scientific innovation, head researcher Dr. Caleb Nelson boldly stepped forward through the doorway from room A. He described a blinding flash of light, and then instantly emerged into a maintenance hall within sub-basement 32. He expressed a feeling of exalted triumph, as if he had done something truly miraculous. This was followed by an intense sense of vertigo, as his body attempted to adjust to such a sudden and physically impossible change in location. Dr. Nelson remarked that he had indeed exited from what appeared to be a similar newly installed sturdy door. Glancing through the doorway, he noted it appeared to likewise open up into room B. He made brief specific mention of the lovely sunset painting by resident Mayflower. Again, perhaps Emboldened by a spirit of exploration, Dr. Nelson attempted to enter the doorway towards this apparition of room B. This is our last record of Dr. Nelson. Since this incident, rooms A and B have been studied tirelessly. No other non-conforming doorways were spotted throughout Halcyon Tower. Matter, inanimate and living alike, is able to pass through the doorway in room A to that same location in sub-basement 32. Anything passing through the doorway in sub-basement 32 has been henceforth unrecoverable. Tracking devices, constructs, and in one poorly thought-out experiment, a pair of sandals have all passed through that doorway deep below Halcyon, and we have been subsequently unable to contact any of them. This leads us to our current emergency situation. A new doorway has appeared within room A. 
It is on the same wall as before, the one that should connect it to room B. It is closed, and has remained so since being noticed. Perhaps now you see why you have been instructed to stay where you are. We do not know where this new door leads. Brazenly walking through doors, going about business as usual, may very well result in the loss of potentially useful personnel. In a metaphorical sense, walking through any doorway may carry you forward on a new path in life. In a very literal sense, walking through the wrong doorway at this very moment may carry you forward to another plane of reality. One where we've been disposing of our most dangerous and radioactive laboratory waste for the past year and a half. The average minds amongst you may ask yourselves why we have not opened the door, sent someone through, and determined where this doorway exits. This is because we do not know if this door is the entrance or the exit. Its proximal similarity to the first door implies it is the entrance, but we cannot be certain. The above average minds amongst you may ask why we have not sent a construct, thus serving the same purpose without unnecessary risk of life. The answer to this question is the same as the answer to the question, why have you not opened the door at all? Someone is knocking very hard from the other side. No residents have reported an unexpected number of doors in their immediate vicinity. This could mean the second doorway is in a location not currently occupied by any Halcyon resident. Or it could mean any sturdy door may be the exit door regardless of whether it existed before a few hours ago. Either way, until this situation has stabilized, it is in no one's best interest to exit the room they are currently in. Halcyon Tower Security has cordoned off room A and are now sending in a construct to open the door. As you are all immensely invested in the results of this decision, I will attempt to relay to you their findings. The construct is approaching the door now. The pounding continues, incessantly. It has not deviated in cadence or intensity since the doorway formed 15 minutes ago. The door does not seem at risk of giving out, but there is a sense of dark impatience behind that knocking. I will not knock forever, it seems to say. Soon, I will simply break through. The construct is interfacing with the handle now. It is opening the... Residents of Halcyon Tower, Dr. Nelson has fallen through the doorway into room A. His skin is sunken and gray, 
His uniform hangs from his waist in tatters. Something for which he will certainly be docked multiple rations. He is being surrounded by security forces and appears equal parts terrified and insane. Perhaps the time he spent on the other side of the doorway ravaged his fragile mind. Perhaps it was exposure to all of that highly radioactive laboratory waste we kept piling through the doorway. Or maybe he is just very excited to be home here on Halcyon Tower and eager to get back to work. Regardless, now that we have regained Dr. Nelson, it is evident these aberrant doorways are not the threat we anticipated. Halcyon Tower is no longer in a state of emergency, and you may now return to your previous work routine. Should you pass through a doorway that appears to lead into a conference room, only to find your consciousness spread thinly across all possible realities while you experience the nothingness of self for an apparent eternity. Do not forget to file an official report of the incident when you emerge in the theoretical structures lab. Also, if you happen to notice a pair of sandals on the ground while you're there, I know a particular scientist on floor 48 that would appreciate their return. Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled Doors, was written by Adam Bash. You can find him on Twitter at TheAdamBash. Music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. For more of his work, visit Mainfinger.com. Sayer is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. Given your unbridled enthusiasm for Aerolith Dynamics, there is currently a 97.3% chance you will enjoy some of the other great shows on the Geekly Inc. network. Shows such as Cthulhu and Friends, Drunks and Dragons, Cast of Thrones, Top 5 of Death, and Random Encounters. While you are wasting away the precious moments of your life, flittering away on the internet, perhaps rate us on iTunes. A 5-star review would be most satisfactory or consider donating to the Patreon fund at patreon.com slash sayer. Aerolith Dynamics hereby vouches to use any funds donated through this initiative for the betterment of all humanity, or at least a very specific subsection thereof. And it is your duty as a resident to follow Aerolith Dynamics on Twitter at I am Sayer. The following highly advanced residents are everything you should aspire to be. John Caulfield. Alana Sass, Maxwell Nelson, Landon Smith, AOD Industries, Fred Greenleaf, Michael and Melissa Lane, and Matthew Morris.